1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 94 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Nick and Jen from TheGreatAnonimally.com. Welcome.
0: Hey, well thanks. Thanks for having us again in your apartment because we already had an interview with you. So it's our second meeting.
1: Very cool. So uh, could you tell everyone where you're from and how
2: we met? Sure. uh, How we met or how we met?
1: Uh, You know what? Let's do both.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay, sure. So uh, we're from Montreal originally. Uh, these days, we just live off our suitcases and uh, we run uh, our online business from different places. One of them is Thailand right now. So we're in Chiang Mai and we kind of uh, met uh, through your blog. I, we, we saw that uh, you do incredible things with uh, digital nomads and we have the Great Anomaly podcast and we uh, talked uh, had a great talk about dropshipping and affiliate marketing, everything that you do. And this is how we met. We just uh, happened to be in Chiang Mai at the same time. Uh, How Jen and I met, we met... in a, and we, in a bar. Drunk in a bar. Drunk in a bar. That's not the, the sexy story. It, well. There's probably a romance version that's better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's about it. But we've been together for six years, married for one, and we're uh, entrepreneurs and uh, partners at the same time and co-CEOs and everything. We could kind of share uh, everything. And now we're in this uh, together and travel on top of that. That's cool. At uh, first, I thought you said you two met through my podcast. And blog.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It would
2: have been amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know it. The, the first couple. Uh, we owe couple, you so much. <laughs> I would say the, the first couple that meets somehow through one of my meetups or coffees, the coffee meetup with the blog or something. Um, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll do something nice for your Honeymoon. I, I don't know what yet, but I'll do something nice.
2: <laughs> special event. Special okay. sale.
1: Yeah. I understand. So, uh... I normally actually don't like doing, like, uh, what, do, what do you call these? Reciprocal interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you come on my podcast, and then I'll go on your podcast. Right. But it's mainly because it ends up... You end up getting people that, like, you don't necessarily want to be on each other's. You're just like, well, right. it's a trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I always say no, just, just in general, you know. And I think the reason why I really wanted the two of you on was because we when we're talking there's a lot of topics that you guys do uh especially with your health and wellness uh mailing lists and and you guys are very successful with affiliate stuff and i was curious about it but i knew that interview was more more about me so i figured let, let me save it for my episode that's why i invited both of you on
0: awesome well awesome. we're ready to talk about this
1: yep yeah. And I think it's uh, interesting that both of you have been to Dave Asprey's house, which is cool.
2: <laughs> this is one VIPs. of uh, So Should we add that to our official bio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, maybe one line would... Yeah, Full-time
0: traveler. And we've also been to Dave Asprey's house, by the <laughs> way.
1: Yeah. So uh, c- can you tell everyone how, like, how you got invited to his house?
2: Uh, Sure. So uh, we have a business called Nick and Jen Healthy Life. We have about uh, 20,000 people that get uh, our daily newsletters, uh, nutrition, supplements, health, uh, fitness, uh, whatever, sleep, health optimization. So people are interested in those kind of things. And we uh, promoted as affiliates Dave Asprey's. uh, So he's the Bulletproof executive. I'm I'm sure your listeners know know him anyway. Uh, He uh, launched uh, the Mold documentary, which is about uh, Moldy. Yeah. Now, now I kind of screwed up the entire thing, but no, but the moldy documentary, of course. Uh, And uh, we ended up in the top 10 uh, affiliates. So uh, Dave was very generous with his affiliates on that launch and decided to fly everyone to his Vancouver biohacking facility, which is his garage, basically. And we ended up uh, trying the cryogenic chamber. Jen did some floating. Uh, We had amazing bulletproof approved meals. And it was a fun weekend.
1: So I saw some photos of you guys there. And it's, yeah.
2: it's not just a garage. It looks like a like a laboratory.
0: It is. On the door it says you can enter, but it it's something like a,
2: Everything inside will uh, can kill you. Can kill
0: you. Like, Beware wear and signed
2: signed sign a waiver or something yeah, like there,
0: that. Yeah, there is a waiver when you enter that and it is a lab it is it's on it's two stories uh, garage or lab actually and at the top it's really just like um, it's a kitchen basically with all those tools and 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 own product obviously like the fat water which is a new thing the bulletproof coffee everything And then there's also uh, his mat. There's like this room, uh, which is basically for for massage, like with a a massage table. But actually on it, there's like a mat. And can you explain how this works? I don't even (laughs) understand.
2: Under the mat is um, like electromagnetic signals. So that's EMF, but that are actually for recovery. So you have certain signals that can like screw up your brain like your cell phone for example and you have other signals that can heal and like the ancients or like certain cultures have been using that forever certain like places on earth have certain frequencies and it's kind of like out there but yeah that's what i really love about about dave it's like okay he, he's trying everything at least he's giving yeah. it a shot right, right.
1: I, I think th- the reason why you guys were serious as well is you don't just talk about health and wellness or promote it on your list when we went out to dinner at first, you guys started pulling these things out of your bag, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, okay I have my kit uh I'm really okay i'm uh, I'm the geek here i mean jen, yeah, he is. I, i'm I'm forcing jen to to be healthy and and trying to give her the example but You're I'm not really
0: forcing me but it no, started. No, 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 no. Kind of this way, like, yeah, you should. I mean, it's it's good for you. You should
2: really take that, Jen. No, I mean, you should really, but yeah, I, it, throughout the years, I mean, she got more interested, but basically I'm, I'm the geek here and I, I pulled out my, uh, I have sea salt that I bring everywhere. I put sea salt just for taste and I, I know sea salt is, is good for you. It's not bad. That's a myth, but that's probably another story for a podcast on health. Um, I put MCT oil, which is actually the Brain Octane, which is Dave Esprit's product. I, I add some healthy fats on my meals just to fill me up and i i know that this stuff is good for me it's good energy and like it's clean compared to what's inside certain meals that i eat in talon i also have like digestive enzymes hcl which is stomach acid that i take since i've i've had adrenal fatigue and like my late uh late night vitamins and what else what could i have to we
0: also don't eat gluten we also don't eat dairy uh, you, you always have which you like your gluten-free soy sauce just because <laughs> at the airport, it's the only thing that we could put on the sushis because then, yeah. I mean, this is the only thing that we can eat. So,
2: so I always anyway. have my kit. with it. I, <laughs> right. I like being prepared. So one of Dave's tips that that
1: works really well for sushi is taking MCT oil and mixing it with a little bit of sea salt. Yeah. Yes,
0: it's good. It's it, really good. It's
1: awesome. It's I actually, awesome. I think I prefer it to normal soy sauce.
0: Yes. I, well, I agree. I mean, I've tried it actually. Last week, we were at for the, the first Fuji, time. Yeah, that's right. For the first time uh, since um, just before, it was just like the soy sauce. But then, I mean, Nick has this little bottle, and it eventually went empty. And so I tried it. I was like, uh, maybe adding some of your stuff. I just want to try. And turned out super good. So I was like, okay. It's actually yeah.
2: addicting uh, just because <laughs> of the the kind of uh, mouthfeel that it gives. Like it's fatty. This and... or
0: MSG, same thing. But yeah. Like the healthy version. Yeah, It's like
2: umami. Yeah. <laughs> it, all yeah. right. It works. <laughs> and what
1: I like about it the most, and I think the reason why he recommends it is when you're eating a lot of sushi, like, so let's say you go to a all you can eat sushi buffet, mm-hmm. which we have here in Chiang Mai and they're pretty yeah. good. You're all that white rice ends up making your your blood sugar spike and crash but if you're eating it with fct oil it's kind of like having you know that effect
2: where it just smooths out right totally uh you feel uh, incredible after we had like two or five uh, five rolls at sumo sushi yeah together Together. no no (laughs) five rolls for two people and like at the end you don't feel full and you feel satisfied and you feel great. Like this is probably my preferred food to eat anywhere on the planet because it's pretty stable. Like mm-hmm. you get, you pretty much know what you're getting. Sometimes MSG, but it's like, yeah, it's it's a good, especially in the airports. It's uh, it's our go-to meal.
1: I like it. So you two are obviously, you know, your own experiments, and you actually use the products that you recommend on your list on yeah. your blog.
2: Totally. Uh, so this is something that. We from from day one we we kind of got into the business uh, launching truth about fat burning food. So this was a, a series of eBooks on the ClickBank network. Uh, we had a great success. We we teamed up with people already very plugged in in, in the industry and, and that knew everyone and that also had a lot of um, marketing skills. So that made it so that uh, the business kind of kind of exploded at that point. But I think why the product was successful too is because of the value it provided. Like it was really like a thorough research. I spent months writing about five hours in the mornings, uh, waking up at three thirty and and writing until ten AM before going to my day job and doing that for like twelve weeks.
0: I think that just, just doing that proves how much like quality and just respecting yeah. the people we serve like is important for us and, and for Nick at 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 first just because it was his book in a sense that he was the author. But just create and in, in giving so much value in a book, it it, need, it needs to be a value of yourself. So it's it's just it's everywhere in what we do. And and for what we promote now, it's still the same thing. I mean, it, it needs to be quality. It needs to be something we believe in. Um, I mean, it's, it's since the beginning.
2: Yeah, since the beginning. So uh, long story short, people, some people are still on our mailing list and have been for three years almost. Right. And what they mention is that you are the only guys in that kind of circles where people send affiliate promotions all the time. People send traffic for the same offer the same day because we kind of promote uh, like affiliate contests and all this all this game. Uh, they're like, you guys are the only ones I listen to anymore because I know you're trying out the product. Why? Because at first we kind of provided true information. People could see that I spent months working on it. Because if you look at all the ebooks, I actually did the exercise last year, uh, just a bit nostalgic about the work I had previously done, I guess. Uh, It's over 120k words. That's the equivalent of a New York Times bestseller of like 250 pages that I wrote in 12 weeks. So what I realized is like, okay, this is a lot. It's not like perfect words or anything like that. It's not revised and like typos, but (laughs) it's a bulk of information. I remember spending 20 hours within the course of two days uh, researching on soy just because at one point I was ending my research after six hours and I was kind of pissed off like okay I'm I'm exhausted that's enough like this is my conclusion I'll write in the book and then I come across new information that contradicts everything I'm like you know what I'm not gonna settle for something that's not answered I have the duty to do that and that that kind of attitude made it so that now people are sticking with us and we've just seen amazing results and they they continue to trust our recommendations. They continue to buy and we continue to have a business. And this is without having much front end. So without having uh, like... I don't know how many this year, like barely any front end coming in and the list is pretty much stabilized and people are staying in. And we actually just experienced, uh, I I can mention that because you mentioned your your income reports and everything. We just did over 25K this month, uh, or actually for October. We just closed October with over 25K. It's 100%, that's USD, that's that's 100% affiliate revenue. And that's our best, almost our best month this year. And even if it's been 11 months of shrinking down the list because people naturally unsubscribe.
1: So <clears throat> let me get that straight. That's about $25,000 in affiliate
2: commission.
0: Right? Yes, correct. USD. And so we, yes. we bank it in Canadian. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs>
2: that's 33K.
1: That's awesome. That's 33000 Canadian <laughs> yeah. dollars. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's from a list that's from a website that... The website hasn't been updated since when... Oh, uh,
2: 2014, so that's our Summer, blog, our blog yeah. is pretty obsolete, but this is a list, I must mention something, most of these people were buyers at first, so right. the relationship that we built with them, uh, because they bought through out, fibering food, they saw the research and everything is very powerful, hmm. but some of them now, uh, there's like, probably 20% that are not buyers. There are just people that we basically... They basic, came from giveaways. They came from giveaways or maybe the blog. We have about, about 100 people a month on the blog that subscribe, but it's still in, insufficient to avoid our list shrinking down a bit. So the relationship that we built is very powerful. But again, the, there's the last time that we actually sold the product through the burning Foods, we did a, a last chance kind of sell in February, uh, and um, it was in March or April. And then it's been months and months and months without having anyone coming into business except in August when we we, we did a giveaway. So even when we do giveaway, that's 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 the thing that interests me right now because we kind of um because we focus on our uh, on the great anomaly, like you mentioned, we kind of focused. 90% of our attention there, I think it was a mistake because we kind of saw our revenue go- going down because we one w- the new business, the Great Anomaly, kind of passionates us more. And it's a mistake because one of the two businesses does the money and the other one spends it. Uh, it we kind of uh, were a bit... Uh, we, we, we had to adjust things. But uh, basically what happened is that we uh, when we... When we Put our attention back in Nick and Jenna healthy life. Instantly, we kind of went from 13k in September to like 25k. And uh, there's a lot of, of things that I can share that we did differently. But uh, in choosing the offers and and everything like that, these are small tweaks. But the the kind of attitude and the, the 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 quality that we put on it in it is always the same.
0: But I think it's it's marketing 101. Like just. Putting a lot of quality in order to have long-term relationship with your uh, customers. I mean, it's it's not like something new that a long-term customer has a bigger value than like a, a short-term customer. And I think that the, the quality that like we bring uh, create this relationship. And, and 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 we we got this proof when we stopped selling uh, the truth about fat burning foods because the list stabilized ish. So it makes a lot of sense to just continue to do the exact same thing if you want to continue to make money out of this list.
1: So I have two questions. One is, what made you stop selling the book? And then second is, why did you stop updating the website?
2: Sure. Um, Why we stopped selling the book is that we had uh, disagreements with our partners and we uh, decided basically on, uh, after misunderstanding contracts, a bunch of things that happened, uh, and we decided to both kind of, uh, to to duplicate the list because we basically had a a, a deal uh, to um to have a shared list so we kind of duplicated the list and we parted our own ways. Uh,
0: but, but other than that, I mean, that's why we decided why we took the decision at first before even talking with them about this. It's really because we wanted to do something that passionate that that um, that we passionately love, like both of us. Because Nick, like the nutrition and health, is really Nick's thing and I was there to support but we really wanted uh, to do to have something together Um, and so we needed to find something that we share Uh, and so this is why we have decided okay let's switch let's go to another business Um, and so this, this is when we thought about creating the great anomaly which was not about travel at first at all but I mean we keep trying and refocusing and all that stuff but this is why we decided to stop and then why officially? It's just because the marketing was shared, uh, in a sense that they they helped uh, on um, creating it. So the sales we we weren't able to use the sales page or ev- any uh, marketing material just because they helped uh, creating they can, it. Yeah, they kind so. of co-own
2: the, the rights to it.
1: Uh, okay, so yeah. even till today, do they still co-own the blog or the, the website?
2: Uh, it's only the rights uh, to use the marketing to sell the product. So the blog, the blog, and marketing everything
0: equal sales page, uh, and then upsell pages. In some of the emails that we send
2: yeah so that's that's, that's for it. the ebook our blog uh, we kind of created it before launching the yeah. product that was more launching the Nick Pino brand at first which was Nick Pino the nutrition nerd that was our initial idea in 2012 uh, it, it kind of worked okay we' just starting a blog we didn't really know what we were doing at the time and eventually well we kind of used the blog to provide some articles For people in our newsletter, like on Mondays, there was like, okay, here's an article. We won't have a pitch today, nothing to sell, just an article. It was kind of a Monday goodwill kind of thing that we still do to these days. Uh, And why we haven't updated it updated it uh, updated it it's i can i can't pronounce top. that <laughs> yeah. um i have no idea uh it kind of fell apart we uh we got sick of blogging at one point yeah. and we should have just removed the dates and made the content evergreen that was a big mistake just because people see it and it it looks bad for our branding and it's something we'll work on fixing uh like in the within months. the next month uh yeah. that's something we realized and it's at that point at a certain point we kind of wanted to get out the business that made us the money and this is a hard place to be as an entrepreneur because you're kind of torn between okay I just want to let everything go like that kind of entrepreneur passion that you have just like when you quit the nine-to-five we wanted to do that but with the business that provides us everything when it comes to revenue that doesn't make sense it's impossible so we kind of had to go go through that and and feel satisfied about okay now we're starting a new business for real and it's gonna make money for real because now we're in process of launching our first video class and this is a whole new niche we've talked to entrepreneurs freelancers who want to travel with their partner completely different than the like boomers 55 plus health and fitness dark response completely different but now we kind of were okay with having the two businesses. It was a, it was a, a hard thing. It kind of took an entire year of process to, to be okay with the fact that we have this business and this is a business that we kind of respect. And yeah, it, it was always like in between for us. Like, oh, I, I love writing it, but I would rather do something else. These days, I'm more like, no, this... I mean, we, we, we made 25K and it's not about the money, to be honest. It, for us, it was never about the money, and a lot of people that were our colleagues it was all about the money so that difference too it kind of felt for us we're like you got you guys don't get it we're in we're in for the passion and a lot of them more were in because they want sales like they're marketers they, they like marketing itself we didn't like marketing itself uh, I, I liked health and yeah, fitness I
0: love what you just said and it's like we're we never define ourselves as marketers versus they did like oh yeah I'm an internet marketer for me it doesn't make sense this I it's not me I'm not a marketer I'm I'm a creator I really even if, if I create design if I create content if I, I don't know I need to create something it's I'm not we're not in this for the money in that I mean this is you said it right yeah
1: <laughs> I, I think that's how very very similar is because I don't think I've ever
2: referred to myself as an internet marketer mm. oh Even though I'm I'm
1: sure I meet the qualifications
0: of it. Yeah, we do too. I'm sure
2: you're even like some people would say, oh, Johnny, like you're a veteran internet marketer in what, when we look at your business and all the different revenue streams you shared on our podcast and everything, and just your revenue, like, oh, you're a successful internet marketer because of that number, (laughs) right? This is how people think. But this is actually how little of what I am is I was hanging out with a friend from Austin who...
1: Uh, he, he was using all these terms, like he was saying that he was going to the IMP, and I'm and I was like, what What is that? And he's like, he's like, oh, it's for IMs, and I'm like, what? I was like, I was like,
2: like I was like, what's an imp?
0: I, I don't know actually. So yeah, this is Good. a proof or like not?
2: <laughs> internet marketing professional or
1: yeah, it was an internet marketing party. I party, guess. Oh. yeah.
2: Oh wow. Oh, wow. So,
1: so maybe it's because I, I don't live in Austin, so yeah. we don't use those terms. But at the same time. I, I just never thought of us or you know mm. especially like what I do and even what you do I don't really consider it marketing marketing I feel like it's exactly what you said we're creating content yeah yeah you it's know? a
0: part of what we do mm-hmm. it, it's an, it's a necessary part of what we do because I mean if you have a business you need marketing some to sell your thing but I mean you're more than that you know so
1: and. I mean, the fact that, you know, we've all been doing it for, for so many years and the relationships on our list are very healthy. Mm-hmm. I would say with like hardcore marketers, what they do is they do these big launches where they hype it up. And as soon as the first, you know, a couple of weeks or maybe even a month, they, they stop selling the product because they're like, oh, okay, well, that didn't, obviously the product doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's hype it up. Say there's only, you know, a thousand copies available for 30 days. Then it's gone. Yep. And to a part of me, I wish I was a better marketer because I would do things a little bit smarter. I'll get more people, <laughs> you know, in my course that I know actually works. But at the same time, I think of it as, okay, l- let me, let me just create a course that actually does work. You know, let me have a good enough sales page and a good enough email capture, even if, you know, because people want to be able to keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it.
0: There's something that uh, I really hate about like marketers. is that, Let's say when we were in this whole thing, uh, like they, they cared a lot about the conversions, how many sales they did and all that stuff. But for me, the, one of the important numbers of all of this, like the launch, was the refund rate. So is it low? Because this, this proves that we created something that people actually use or actually want. They think it's great and all that. We can help them. Um, but for them, it was like refined rate. Who cares? I mean, it's, it has to be low. But yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not that important. It is. It is super important, and I and I still think that it's it's such a number. We, we if you want to help people, it's it's the kind of thing that you need to keep in mind. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I, a lot of uh, a lot of things. Yeah, refund rate is a is a great point, and on top of that, it was retention rate on the list. Right, people barely talked about their numbers. It was more like, okay, I've got a set of new buyers in after lunch, and now I'm gonna blast them with offers nonstop for a month because I know they're hot. Like mm-hmm, those right. kind of terms. That what does that mean? Like, yeah, the person is hot. I understand, but. Like, the person is hot to use your content in principle. If you're confusing that person and, like, the person is buying seven supplements and 12 fitness programs on top of the fitness program you just sold, well... It works in your bank account. You're like, hey, I'm successful and, I, and I'm helping people. But are you really helping people, or are you confusing them until they leave? And this is a discussion that I really couldn't have with most people in mm. in that 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 were also business owners uh, on, on ClickBank and that do affiliate marketing because they were like, you know what, Nick, it's not it's not important. This is or. It's just like the more we sell, the more we help because our product is good. It's not as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, when we talked about user experience and uh, branding, branding, community. community, communication, everyone kind of like dismissed that as if it doesn't exist. But and the, that's, I think that's that's being a bit uh, narrow-minded yeah. in certain areas. Like, no, it, we don't care. It's, it's, it's all about direct response. It's not. It, it's it's a mix of direct response. It's a mix of everything. Everything matters.
0: If you don't uh, think about the long term and the community and all the social aspect and just like how much value you you provide, what happens if your server goes down for like a week or a month and then you don't have any front end anymore? the only thing that you have is your list but then if your front end is the only thing you're relying on to have a business because you're bombarding people with content that they don't actually like they will leave fast so that's dangerous but again we 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 proved that just having good content makes your list stabilize and then you can continue making money
1: i i think people will kind of undervalue good content
0: I know, yeah i know
1: One example is so uh, the hottest selling fitness products on clickbank for a long time and i think one of the the hottest selling fitness products now is called six pack shortcuts mm-hmm. and i actually know the the guy who the guys who founded it and but till this day i actually have no idea what they actually sell <laughs> but i wanted to so I, my leg was in a, was in a cast last week and i wanted to do some kind of barbell workout with dumbbells in my my home gym but i didn't know what to do so i just googled you know um barbell shoulder workouts and because they take over youtube yeah his video popped up and i've never watched any of his videos before even though i know him but so i clicked it and it was a seven minute video where he gives the best explanation of what exercises to do for your shoulders just using barbells yeah uh, and i did the whole exercise and i thought to myself he didn't even try to sell me anything <laughs> uh and this was the best content i could have found i would have happily paid for this and now i know just from that you know, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure people will, you know, will subscribe to the channel. Maybe there's some videos that they do sell stuff. You know, maybe they encourage you to sign up for the mailing list, and in their mailing list, maybe they'll sell you something. Yeah. But at the same time, I got so much value just from that free video that I can tell already that it's a legit product.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's branding. It's basic branding. I mean, you create, you create, and you build trust, and and that's what keeps your customer coming back, and you know, again and again and again.
2: And just to give you an example of what they could have done wrong or, or like the, the wrong way. They could have said, well, producing a video costs $10,000, a series of video uh, in HD and like with actual models, like it's a huge production cost. It's not worth it. I'll do an ebook, and uh, I'll...
0: This weekend. This oh, weekend, e- in a weekend, weekend,
2: and I'll outsource I'll, I'll that to Fiverr and the content's going to be good enough, but I'll invest all my time coming up with good copy to sell it. And then they will will probably sell because these people have a ton of knowledge and they really do uh, write and talk and and convince people to to buy their stuff. But what about...
0: The refund rate. <laughs> yeah. What
2: about the long term? It's it's really the difference. And it's because these people are not necessarily in shape themselves and they don't want to hire someone in shape to represent their brand either. So when you do things yourself, we had that great discussion on our podcast about that. You do things, you do case studies when they work or when you you kind of have a conclusion like, hey, guys, this did not work. Here's what happened. And for us, it's Okay, we're here in Tallinn. I'm using right now I'm using like uh activation products, uh phytoplankton. It's amazing. I think it's part of what keeps me alive because we're working like 15 hours a day uh these days and I had adrenal fatigue in the, in, in the past and I I'm always a bit like shaky my health when I when I get into like coffee mode. But right now I feel fine. So I'm like, okay, well guys, I I tried that. It still works. Here are the supplements I'm taking. If you want to take them, fine. If you don't want to take them, if you don't have the money, focus on food instead. And like having, being transparent, and it's always hard because sometimes you're like, okay, what if I am too transparent and recommend people to never have supplements again? And then we don't make money because we kind of sell supplements too. So it's always a fine balance, but the way we do it is if someone reaches out with a very good product i'm gonna try it like okay well it's interesting and if i obviously see that this is not premium and that maybe it sells but it's not good well then you're putting your reputation on the line so you gotta be very careful in what you recommend Even,
0: even in the marketing of the said product if the marketing is like shitty and then people cannot access uh their refund if they want any or like they receive a shit ton of emails afterwards I mean, we try to talk with the owners about that, like, well, I love your product, but uh, our people might be annoyed by the, this type of marketing. So are you willing to do a custom funnel for us or something like this? Or if they're not willing, well, maybe we won't promote. I mean, it's 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 also in the format. It's not just in the product.
1: I mm-hmm. think that's cool that you have a relationship with the 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 companies that make the product, mm, yeah, and I think in marketing terms they would call you a super affiliate, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I probably. actually had to Google what that meant because I didn't know <laughs> didn't know the definition of it. Uh, and I guess it's just a person who makes the the product creator enough money where they justify talking to you one on one, yeah. So I guess I'm a super affiliate for some of the things I promote because I make that person so much money every month, yeah. Where he'll do uh, little things like you know if if before he raises the price he'll tell me and say hey we're thinking about raising the price this amount what do you think about it mm-hmm. yeah. you know, do you want to tell your list that right. we're going to do it yeah. so I get kind of insider info almost
2: yeah, yeah you become kind of an, an, an advisor you're a partner in a certain sense because you're a good client mm-hmm. um, we do have that relationship with a lot of supplement companies with, and if we don't we still do. I mean, we still email them like, hey, uh, well, we're Nick and Jen. We have uh, send you X amount of sales. We just want to say something about your marketing. Here's people got confused about that thing you mentioned on your sales page. And to us, it's not sustainable and we won't be able to promote in the future. Oftentimes, they will respond in a very, like they will be very glad because very few marketers and, and partners of theirs take the time to do that and this is a partnership in the end these people you you can't kind of expect that all the companies are going to change something but a lot of them will at least consider it seriously so I think we have the responsibility as uh, affiliate marketers or whatever you want to call it when you do affiliate marketing you have the responsibility to try to help companies that you work with get be better themselves. I like it. So could we rewind to the beginning? So
1: how did you actually start in in this whole space with affiliate marketing?
2: Um, It started uh, a four-hour work week. I think this is a similar story. Uh, I read that we were on vacation in uh, South uh, Carolina. Virginia. Virginia? Virginia. Okay.
0: One of these states. <laughs> One of
2: these states on the East Coast where, yeah, yeah we went that a summer and I read that on the beach and really like in a cliche manner, I got inspired to uh, do my own thing and uh, I was just beginning uh, to work full-time as a copywriter for TV um, in Sherbrooke, uh, east of Montreal and uh, good job. Uh, eventually, I got my... Um, permanency I guess or you become a permanent like uh, you have the syndicate and everything looking out for you like uh, good work conditions vacations and all this but throughout the process I was like okay you know what I know this is a good job but I know this is not my job like this is not my duty uh, so I'll do something else eventually. So uh, I was uh, consuming a lot of online information about fitness at first muscle building. So I came across Vince Del Monte, uh, Craig Valentine, and those kind of guys that were doing it since uh, I think 2006. Uh, and I was consuming their information, buying products from them, buying ebooks and videos, but not realizing that this was a business for them. <laughs> like kind of, oh, these guys are just writing things on the internet. They're informing me. And then I buy their their ebook and it's cool. I didn't realize. And all of a sudden, when reading 4-Hour Workweek, I was like, maybe I could do the same. Like I really love nutrition. And uh, then I got more and more into nutrition. I was like, hey, this is missing from the market so uh, I kind of uh, got, I, I joined Craig Ballantyne's virtual mastermind in 2012 that helped a lot, connected with a lot of entrepreneurs. And it's true connections and hard work, creating a first ebook, uh, having some success, a couple hundred dollars here and there and thinking, oh, okay, well, I got my first sale. This is feasible. And then when all of a sudden uh, in, uh, that was December 2012, I remember vividly uh, the Two weeks where I was like, Jen, I created this e-book. It's not enough. This is not enough content. I have one e-book of seventy pages, and I need to make like seven e-books of like fifty pages each, which was to be throughout Fabrining Foods. But I was I was already exhausted. I didn't know what what to do. It was like it needs to be a major work because I, it needs to be such value that I'll find I'll eventually find someone who's a big player who sees that and goes. Oh shit! This is the next big product, just because of the amount of information and like the novelty of it all. Truth about fiber Foods that angle—it's nothing new. I didn't invent any of the information in it. I took everything that was said on the internet that was a bit before paleo became mainstream, just a bit before, and I took that from Chris Kresser, from I don't know uh, Dr. Mercola, Mercola, all these people online. I took that and made it. Simpler. That was my goal. And then when Jen arrived with the idea, you need to brand this in a special way. It needs to be formatted in a visual way. And because people will be so glad they can consume the information really quickly.
0: But other than that, I mean, health stuff can be really complicated. Just figuring out, like, what's the truth? Like, this is what you were trying to do, actually, Mm -hmm. giving people the, the exact truth about stuff. Um, and because, and because it's, it can be really healthy, healthy, heavy. I was like, you need other than like the words and, and the, you need something that people will actually look at and not feeling, not feel confused and overwhelmed, uh, and not just like a super huge book with like huge paragraphs and you cannot, you can't understand you don't actually consume it because you're yeah. like, nah. what's the, what's the summary of it all? So We created we created something that was easy to read. That was like it was also really attractive. It was really beautiful, and it was ready to be printed. So if we wanted to go that route, it was it was already done. But it also means how how easy to consume it was.
2: And what happened after that is literally what we had planned is that I printed out uh one of the booklets uh the pro- professionally like yeah. the the first one 75 pages or 100 pages whatever and it it cost me like 75 bucks and I took that and I showed it to different people in person and eventually sent the pdf to uh the guy who became our partners and yes it is because of the idea just the idea of the positioning and all this but also when he saw that he saw that we were serious like oh, they already created the product. It's professionally done. These guys have invested a lot of money, a lot of time. And on top of that, the angle is very interesting and this is something missing from the market. So it's not just because of the pretty graphics, obviously. It's not because just of the idea. It's a combination of a lot of things, but it comes down... A lot of people got on board before we sold the thing just because they saw it and they were like, okay, this is the the next big thing. It's kind of... We kind of used our marketing more to market to other affiliates than to clients at first. There was really very like a couple of months of... Uh, relationship building and part of it was making the product seem professional when you talked about your drop shipping store for example where you want to seem professional and it's not about tricking people it's about establishing That's yourself the it's the feeling it's the branding that. of it like we are a professional store offering professional services for us it's we're serious and this is a quality product and actually i still think and i i've i've seen the products that are top clickbank right now and all this there's a lot of good products but no one no one has taken such attention to spend like the money and the time and the attention that we did and i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> because <laughs> oh. it's not necessarily quote unquote worth it to these people they can't see the return on investment necessarily but for us it was like okay it it needs to be that way. If we're are if if we are to be successful, it will be the right way, our way. Okay.
1: So a couple questions. Yeah. Sure. So you mentioned right in the beginning when you started, you started, you joined a mastermind. Yes. How was that a paid mastermind or is it a course? What was it?
2: Okay, that's a paid mastermind. It was uh, it, it was a virtual mastermind. I must mention. So 100% virtual. Uh, 97 a month, if I remember correctly, something like that. And basically, we had a forum. Uh, a lot of other uh, people were trying to launch our product. I teamed up with several people to do uh, like oh, small sends and do the affiliate marketing thing with uh, a first ebook that uh, I had created called Healthy or Not. It was uh, okay. The marketing was okay and it sold okay. And that was perfect at the time. Uh, so this is how it's, it all started. And then the relationship building in person 2012, I went to Denver for an event. Uh, it was a one day in person mastermind uh kind of mix of masterminding and, and, uh, speakers. And this is when I kind of first met our future partners. So this was like, yeah, just, just trying to, I don't know, a shot in the dark at getting noticed by someone.
1: So right in the beginning, so you read the before our work week, you decided you wanted to do something online.
2: Yes. You were passionate about nutrition and health. You
1: and what gave you the courage to start spending all this money, you know, flying to these conventions
2: or even spending 97 a month, which,
1: you know, back then was even was a big amount of money.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, to be honest, I, I don't know. I, I was just I, I, I guess it's my my passion for nutrition, the more the more I read, the more I'm like, you know what, Jen, these like people need to hear about it. And it sounds yeah. like, yeah, it, it sounds like classic. But yeah, I was like, people need to to hear about it. Everyone like doesn't have a damn clue about what's going on with our food supply and all this. And this is what kept me going. And also I saw that people were doing it and i i saw also that well i we have we both have a a, a bachelor's degree in communications i saw, then i i started understanding okay this is just well this is marketing like these people have a business they have a, like i i started understanding kind of principle of online marketing even though we never learned that in school and i got more interested and in more and eventually it was like well there's an idea there and it it's feasible i think it's feasible and the more kind of taking baby steps, joining the mastermind, then you see that some people in the mastermind itself are getting sales, you become very excited about getting sales yourself. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And you kind of go with that approach and eventually you develop like... an. a kind of uh hustler mentality like okay i'll achieve this no matter what and kind of motivate other people on the forum and everything this is I, what kept kept me going i
0: do have a question for you actually like yeah what motivated you as a person to continue doing that and spending like a ton of money actually on the credit cards and all that yeah stuff? you mean how
2: much money did you spend <laughs> i don't know
1: like uh, estimate
0: the credit did- card is still loaded by the way from that period
2: Yes, um, that's because I don't manage my finances properly. But this isn't, and an, we we are we're getting better at it. <laughs> but uh, let's say it was a, a long learning process for us, right. just getting out of debt and, and and everything. But I'd say, I mean, just the travels. Wow, before making like a, a living out of it, I'd say 10k, maybe more. Uh, no, I mean, no, that's probably that's probably credit, that's probably way more than that. The actually. credit
0: card that you still have is still loaded at twelve k. Uh, since then,
2: no, it's getting ten k this oh,
0: month. Oh, good job! Yes, <laughs> um, it's but going down. yeah, I remember it was. But yeah, it goes back to my question of what motivated you, because I remember like once I, I re- we received a letter from I don't know which bank. I mean, it, I think it was like National Bank, which is anyway. But I'm the only one with one account, and it was his name. And I, and I touched it. And you, you you know when there's a credit card in it. You feel the plastic. And so I opened it. And and, I was, and he ordered a new credit card. I was like, Nick, what the fuck? Like, you just... Why did you order a new one? Yeah, I thought maybe it could help. And I mean, it was a rough part. Because I was like, okay, what's going on with the finance? And... But then again, it goes to the thing. So what motivated you to just like, okay, I'll just spend and spend and spend and you needed to see something in the end?
2: It's 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 uh, it's a good question. I think at one point you're so invested like a gambler that you have to make it happen. Mm. I wouldn't recommend this approach <laughs> at all. Uh, no, to be honest, it could have failed. It yeah. could have never. And I would be just in-depth, a bit sour from the entire experience. And I guess that a lot of people that go the internet marketing route end up that way because they kind of invest too much. They don't they don't accept that it might take three years and right. that if they take baby steps approach it will happen in three years and they want like uh, they want the, the, the quick success and I, I I kind of was one of them and I've somehow believed that I was different and I guess that the way you can differentiate yourself is just take massive action and I was everywhere and I joined well, I joined. I, you
0: were you were a difference but yeah. you didn't know it <laughs>
2: You, you, you never know it until you know. And that, that's the thing, like a lot of people, the, the, the overnight success thing where, oh, we, well, you just, you had Trudeau burning Foods and it exploded. Like, where are these guys coming from? We were top 10 ClickBank for two years. And who are you guys? Like two ran, random, like one dude, one girl from Montreal. What What the hell? Are, where, who are these people? And we're like, well, we've been working at it for a while. And of course, it's finding... The, the partner that that did it for us and that kind of exploded, but it's not something that you can plan it you can kind of take massive action in one direction. I don't recommend getting in debt so much just because I just i'm I'm just bad at it uh and and i would I would do it another way I would probably just uh I don't know I would probably flee to Thailand actually with the, the knowledge <laughs> no, that, no. I, that i that I have now and kind of. Uh, do a very lean startup in 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 that way, and uh, do more stuff online instead of in person. Because in person, yes, it's good, but it's so expensive. Going to masterminds, like it, it costs you two two k easily to to, to travel, and then to um, for mastermind itself, which was was it two two Maybe. k a month? No, no, it was two. Shit, I I don't even remember. I think I think I might have spent twenty uh, k actually. Uh, now that I think of it. Uh, I spent everything that I could afford, plus all the credit cards that I could afford, and it worked. But yeah, <laughs>
0: dangerous.
1: Wow, that, that's actually like th- this could be a documentary.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean you're serious? Oh well, if you have an idea, I mean, <laughs> w- would it be that's about context. yeah from yeah. And and the, the second documentary would be why the hell haven't you reimbursed it after two years of of making good money? But that's well, a, well. the next no, question. I mean,
1: uh, that was actually a question I have in my mind. If you made twenty five thousand dollars last month, why why didn't you just pay off all your credit cards?
0: <sighs> so it's not ours. It's not our money. It's the it's the it's the business's money. Uh, because I mean, we're two entity completely separately, and then we have to pay for seven people. Team, uh, so I mean, it requires a lot of money, but we were extremely bad with our finances and paid for stuff that, frankly, we couldn't afford at the time, like maybe a condo. Um, you bought a
2: condo. We
0: did. Um, <laughs> there was
2: a condo. There was the wedding, couple of uh, travels, and we we could
0: afford ish the wedding until uh, we <laughs> we had a twenty k more
2: 20k over budget yeah so a lot of things happen so when you have uh, let me just, just tell it as a case study what happens <laughs> when you have so No, no. That, that's you, you know what i'm sure more people than you you, you think are listening to that and like i'm worse uh, a lot of people are in debt. A lot of entrepreneurs are in debt. A lot of people have, like... I- I've seen entrepreneurs online make very good money and still have, like, 75K of, like, student loan from, like, 15 yeah, years well, ago, somehow. they you're like, why? And this is because we kind of uh, don't manage our overhead properly. And we didn't even know how much it cost us to live. All these numbers that now... Now we became good because we had to. In order to travel, we had to know how much because we were sick of, like just being fearful when you look at your bank account what's going to happen and for us it was getting a lot of money all of a sudden and hating finances but like when the two ceos the two co-ceos hate finance and are kind of passionate and impulsive in the way they manage it's dangerous you don't have the accountant like hey guys You can't afford that. And oh, okay. But we have money
0: in the bank account.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we spent, we ended up, uh, for example, spending on stuff that we really couldn't afford or not saving enough for taxes. So you get into that spin where you're like, oh shit, but now we need to reimburse the taxes this next year. But we have taxes from the next year because now we're getting into this other thing where they won the 2016 in 2015 plus the 2014 that we owe plus the 2015 that we need to pay on a monthly basis and we're like oh and on top of that our business is shrinking like we said throughout the interview and this is why at the moment we're in Thailand (laughs) Uh, this is just very poor management and I I, let's blame it on the fact that we were young and and restless but no seriously this is only like stuff that people don't tell you how to manage your money. And, and you
1: know what? I, th- I think what it is, is it's not a s- sexy topic. You know, no, when you're in a mastermind, people don't want to spend two hours talking, you know, basically talking like your your father. But <laughs> totally. luckily, there are books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which if we took the time to read, we, we would actually figure, you know what? Maybe we should be buying assets mm. instead of liabilities.
2: Yes. Yeah, totally. And, and for us, I think it was our, yeah, when you combine that attitude, like we can do whatever we want with our life and a lot of money and having no idea how much money you spend and how much money you have, you have kind of big question mark at the end of the year. Is that debt? Is that a surplus? Is that something else you don't know? And for us, it ended up kind of stacking over the years. And that's why I don't, I never took time to say, hey, you know what? I'll put $1,000 that I receive every month in my credit card. 10 months is done. Never had the discipline and we I don't know. Instead, I, we made more, we spent more. It's, it's the way you get into that that habit.
0: I think the first year we made personally 100k something, a bit more.
2: Yeah. Personally.
0: Yeah. So you each, feel... Each of us, yeah. Yeah. So after a few months, you're like, okay, you're making six figures and then multiple six figures and you're really happy. Um, you can't be poor. You're rich. know you're making money it's impossible that you're poor you can't afford that but then at the end you realize that you cannot it's hard to face it's just like now find a way we'll find a way no you're rich in your mind you're rich it it won't happen but it it, it did
1: i I think i have the exact opposite problem of you where (laughs) i still think i'm poor yeah and i think i think a friend had to like literally smacked me back in my head. He's like, why are you even thinking? Because I was trying to budget something. I was thinking about something stupid that was going to cost me like a hundred bucks or something. And he <laughs> smacked me and he's like, "Didn't you, you made $22,000 as <laughs> Yeah. Like, why are you like stressing over this? But I think I'm at a point right now where I also realize even though I have this money coming in, you never know what's going to happen to your business, number one. Mm-hmm. But second, most things that we buy, so like, I don't even know if I could afford a condo or a house right now. Right. Okay. Like, I guess I could buy it, and then I'll have, I have—I would have nothing left.
0: It goes yeah. back to your personal profit. You know how much you let's say your profit from last month it's 19k or something like this we didn't have this number so we were probably as poor or as someone that was making maybe 20k a year or something just because our overhead was huge but we didn't know that the only number was like yeah we're making 100k a year we're rich we can't afford that in the end we weren't able nobody knows their personal profit i mean i mean you should but most people don't i mean even their business profit they don't it's just like money's coming in, I'm paying for expenses. And at the at the end of the year, like the accountant makes it for me and something like this. But throughout the year, they don't know the number. So they, they cannot make a smart decision about what they can actually afford. And this is a business mindset. You don't necessarily apply it to your personal life, but it's something that you should do if you want to know if you can afford that house or not.
1: I guess that's what's good about living in Thailand mm-hmm. is first, everything's so cheap that even if you just try to spend as cheaply <laughs> as you could, you'd still be okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but second, I think also this lifestyle is kind of like a digital nomad lifestyle mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm not going to buy a car. I'm right. not going to, you know, cause I don't want to tie myself down. Yep. I'm not going to buy a condo here cause I don't want to tie myself down. So what am I actually going to spend money on? You know, food. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I can, I can honestly never ever look at a restaurant menu and because of the fact that I'm in Thailand, it's never going to be more than you know yeah. a couple hundred bucks a month.
2: Yeah, totally. And th- this is uh, something we we realized when we took the decision. So here's what happened: we were in Paris last winter, and we kind of took the decision after spending 3 months in Paris which were basically the best 3 months of our lives together uh because for the first time we kind of escaped. it was right after splitting with with our partners and everything not feeling really good about ourselves uh wasn't feeling like a good entrepreneur uh feeling like a failure really a lot of depression that I that I went through and I had to kind of rebuild myself from the ground up and at that point we felt really good we're like okay you know what we're going to go home and we're going to sell our condo, even though we bought it just last uh, the July before, and it was April. So that was pretty recent. It was a new construction. Nothing logical about selling the next year, let me tell you. A lot of money lost right there. But we're like, okay, we're going to suck it up. We're going to accept...
0: Actually we, did, actually, we didn't lost money. Uh,
2: well, the, what we paid for taxes, we um, didn't... We won't make right. back. So that's 60K right there.
0: Right, but then... So that's... Really... I mean, we paid for the mortgage throughout the year, and so eventually... It,
2: we lost 60k that's the that's the reality of it okay um but (laughs) anyway anyhow we decided to do this full time but part of the process was like okay now we have to figure out the money thing Absolutely. So we spent time in Paris doing that. And the entire summer, we kind of sold our stuff and realized, hey, my car is costing me so much. And at the same time, the business was doing less money than expected. And we were kind of getting more stressed and more stressed about debt and all this. It forced us. And it, it's, a, it's unfortunate that a lot of people have to go through a lot of debt to yeah. learn that. But it's like going through illness to be healthy. It's the same thing as human nature. Unfortunately, uh, for for us, it was exactly that. And we were forced to look at our life expenses. Next thing we knew, we're like, you know what? Okay, let's m- move our plans a bit to spend more time in Thailand because th- this seems like a place that's very cheap yeah. and very good for us. And we're going to be creative. We're going to be working a lot on The Great Anomaly. And it, it ended up, uh, right now, we're in Chiang Mai recording this this is the best place to get work done on the planet <laughs> that we've found so far. Uh, just because, well, the, the cost of living and the cafes and everything. And even though we're working like these days, we're definitely not, not uh, like in a vac- vacation mode at all. We're working like six days a week, but it still feels like a vacation because everything is kind of new. We're like, oh, well, this isn't like a boring home or boring neighborhood or something we're accustomed to. No, it's a cool when- place.
0: Whenever you go out... It's still different. Yeah. So it's not your home. You're traveling anyway. You're going to the grocery store. It's different. It's it's still traveling. So yeah.
1: I I think that's actually one of my favorite things about Chiang Mai is when I want to work. It has all the amenities of home. I can yeah. have a nice office, nice co working space, nice coffee, nice apartment.
2: But every day is an adventure.
0: Right. <laughs> Definitely.
2: Totally. Uh, totally. And the I don't know. I don't know what it is about that place. Seeing other people work uh hard i went to uh creed camp the creative camp or uh, at the maya uh it's a place you enter you enter and there's a big room full of people but you barely hear a sound and everyone's working there's like 75 to 150 people and they're working you're like okay well this is what it's all about like just by imitation you're like okay let's get (laughs) work done and 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 to be perfectly honest like before getting in Chiang Mai, getting work done was really hard for me. I was like, okay, I need to write a newsletter. Then I have to kind of like hit myself on the head. Nick, come on, you're writing a newsletter, people are counting on you. This is cool. You're an entrepreneur. You're in, at the other side of the planet. This is what you've uh, always dreamt about. So I have I've come to motivate myself, even though I'm a, in, in a very good position that I should be happy uh, but here it's like okay, let's get serious work done. It just flows more easily. So I don't know. There's like it's it's in the air, or maybe they're, they're coffee. Now that I think of it, <laughs> maybe
1: it, or it could be these coconuts that we're drinking. Yes, <laughs> yes, they're delicious. very good. So uh, what what are your what are your plans
0: for the rest of Chiang Mai or I'll the rest say, of life?
1: <laughs> yeah, everything.
0: Um, I we're going back. Uh, well quote-unquote home uh, for the holidays uh, because it's my birthday on December uh, 25th and um, I need to see my family and all that stuff but afterwards we don't know yet where we're going but we'll still be on the road for at least uh, two years at least I mean I'm sure it's going to be more than that but well let's start with that um and yeah I mean the the for the business I mean we have the video class coming up uh, in, in November at the end of November uh, we're counting on it to start something like to make it real like, for, with the great anomaly well it it's already feels real just because pe- people are really like um, reacting like super good about it like oh yeah that's really good like the three months thing blah 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 um, so it's really encouraging um, so we'll see where this goes definitely
1: so any specific places that
2: you want to travel or locate to? Geez.
0: Um,
2: um, well, for this year, I, I had the plan in mind that I submitted to Jen, but it's still not official because she hasn't we sent, haven't
0: bought the tickets. Yeah, that's,
2: that's exactly <laughs> it. And it depends on our budget, to be perfectly honest. These days, we're more like, okay, we'll see because it depends on what money we have. In the past, it was, let's do it and then we'll see what happens with our financial crisis <laughs> it's not good mm. uh so I, I like that about ourselves now I, and, and the plan would be to spend the first months of the year saving in a very cheap place who knows maybe chiang mai again uh, i don't know maybe yeah, for six they months they have a
0: multiple injury six month thing yeah now. yeah <laughs> the,
2: the, the new thing that you talked about on your blog yeah. uh, very very cool uh and then uh sweden for the summer because it's amazing in the summer and there's a uh, T-B-A-X, T-B-A-X, uh, the the event in Stockholm uh, for digital nomads and travelers so that would be cool to be there and visit like Sweden Norway and those kind of countries we well, always we, we both we both really dream about those countries <laughs> uh, for I I think they're just smart it seems like they're the smartest people on the planet with maybe the Japanese and like the healthiest. The healthy food, the culture, I don't know, it it just seems like a smart society, Uh, democratic, like the, I don't know, they don't let, it's from the exterior, it's probably another thing once you're there, like people will will say, no, 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 it's nothing like that, but I want to experience really that, those kind of cultures that seem, I don't know, that seem different and not a lot of people travel to these places.
0: It's more expensive, but just by living here, we're saving money, so, I mean, eventually you can afford it, so.
1: Yeah. I like it. I'm really happy to have both of you on the podcast. And thank you for, for openly sharing the both ups and downs. I think you know most people would have just said, yep, we're making $25,000 a month. Yeah. We're, our business is great. Listen to us. We're awesome. <laughs> but the fact that you also admit to sucking at managing your finances <laughs> yeah. and being in debt, I think it also kind of shows people. I, th- I think there's a lot of lessons to learn yeah. in this episode. You know, it's worth investing in yourself. Uh, I'm the same way. I spent f- probably two or $3,000 uh, in courses and mm. books to learn how to make money online. And obviously it paid off because I make more than that per month now. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, you know, and then you spent 10 times that much. But at the same time, it's worth it for you because now yeah. you make that much as well. But at the same time, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will just spend the money and then not do anything with it that yeah. it's not worth
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally an experience that I see I see beginners I see beginners even to the nomadic lifestyle like they, they want to become digital nomads and they're like in those groups uh, that that are all about leaving your 9 to 5 and and firing your boss and that kind of thing. That's very exciting, but a lot of them just declare, "Hey, hey guys, I just quit my job and now I'm going to build an online business." I'm like, "Seriously?" how how fast do you expect this to work like an online it depends on what model but they expect to kind of i'm gonna start my blog this week and i'm gonna with a
0: blog and a podcast and i'll also write a book and i'll i'm like okay
2: no this is not the way to do this is the way to do it is to start replacing some of your income flee to a place that's very cheap as soon as you can if your dream is is traveling go ahead and travel the second you have the revenue and well if it's not thailand go to india go to new delhi spend about 500 us per month you'll live like a king and it's probably way cheaper than here probably a third of the yeah, cost in I've certain in some, sense. yeah I, I heard i heard something about one one thousand canadian a month a friend went there nice condo chef uh like private driver kind of crazy things for like 1000 canadian a month it's crazy uh do that and just have like one contract per month where you make a thousand bucks and that's it for now it it, it's what you want to do Mm -hmm. not like launch an online business and then one is going to be launched in like three four years of struggle then travel no it's not the way to go
0: there are a lot of of people that we meet that are either clients or just people that follow us that are like oh yeah but i can't uh, afford it yet like all the travel living just because um, my business is not stable, it's not as successful I was. Uh, I would want. So yeah, I'll wait until I make that much. I'm like, you don't need more money, you need less overhead. So let's look at whatever you need. But it's a mindset. You're used to all that stuff that you have. Um, but I mean, we're here and there's nothing missing, but it's just less expensive. So maybe just move somewhere else and it's going to be all fine. But I mean, I mean, it's, it's your mindset. It's just like, okay, let's do stuff to make it happen, really.
1: I like that. So, some recommendations based on on what you just said to everyone who's listening. If you guys want to kind of plan this lifestyle you want to be a digital nomad, you want to travel, first eliminate overhead. You can read the elimination chapter in 4 hour work week. That's what I followed. I cut out, you know, a lot of things that I realized I didn't need to be need to be spending the money on. Mm. Uh eliminate all that second is focus on some kind of online business while you still have a job and that way you can have some income coming in before you quit and move out here yeah uh and you know whether that's getting into affiliate marketing whether it's starting a drop shipping store freelancing writing a book whatever it is pick something and just start making a couple hundred bucks you don't you don't need to be rich off of it but to make a couple hundred bucks just so you know okay you know it works um You have some money coming in, then move to a place that's cheap like Thailand, like Chiang Mai, where there's, I would say, I would recommend Chiang Mai over New Delhi just because there is a entrepreneur scene here. So there's other people who are doing the same thing. Totally, Uh, And it's still very cheap to live here. Um, When you start making a lot of money, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) And that way you don't make mistakes and overspend.
0: Yeah, I I was watching uh, Natalie McNeil Periscope from today. She's launching the Conquer uh, Conquer Club, and anyway, so, so she was doing this and she said something really nice. It's she said it's not because for people that are transitioning to, this, so it's not what you do during your nine to five. It's what you do during your five to nine. So afterwards, like the other hours, uh, so it's not about hustling and not having a life anymore but you'll need to hustle just a bit and add a bit more work during this transition time it's normal you're in creation mode and when you're in creation mode it always adds up it's, it's normal but you need to also have an end date because then eventually you'll get sick i mean physically like just having your adrenal completely fucked up or whatever um so just give yourself an end date but work through it like a lot
1: I like it very much. Uh, if anyone wants to join a mas- virtual mastermind that's not $20,000, uh, <laughs> you can join Ernest Affiliate where I teach you what I do and it's only a couple hundred bucks, so it's not going to be <laughs> too more much sense. <laughs> uh, Can you tell us uh, all quickly about Great Anonymy? Uh,
0: yes. Um, I mean, you want to know what's the business about or where?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, where, where can they find you? What, you know, what can they expect
2: from it?
0: Right. Um, so actually, we are working on our big website currently but we're also working on our uh, first video class to help uh, an online entrepreneur and freelancer Pack their business, get their partner on board, and live anywhere for three months. Because I mean, the three months—the first three months matter a lot. Um, so they can go on thegreatanomaly.com, as none of these websites before, like the the video class and the big one, are ready. But thegreatanomaly.com does exist. Uh, and on Instagram, it's really our main uh, social media. So the Instagram uh, search for the Great Anomaly. And uh, basically, those are. are, Oh, we also have a Facebook group, which is really cool, with a lot of aspiring nomads that you can uh, that can offer a lot of support. Uh, It's work less, travel more uh, on Facebook. You should find that.
1: Okay. So I'll have links to all these in the show notes. This is episode 94 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. And uh, if you guys didn't get the emails if you're not on the list, I actually created my own Facebook group called oh, the Travel Like Sweet. a Boss Army. Uh, and what's cool about it is basically it's a discussion group for all the episodes. So I'll make sure to add Jen and Nick into the group as well. And it's a way where you can ask, you know... the previous uh, guest questions and interact and with each other as well. So it's going to be pretty cool and it's free. So uh, Nick, Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Any last words?
0: Oh boy. Try work less, travel more guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd say don't, don't wait. uh, Don't wait to travel. If that's what is that, if that's why you got into online business in the first place, this is what we're all about these days. We realize our past mistakes Mm -hmm. and just, overspending, yes, but also uh, under underspending time working on our lifestyle and just working all the time, being so focused on the business that we forget about life. Mm. It's something we see a lot of people doing. And uh, if you're one of them and you feel that you're just working too hard and uh, you, you don't even know what you're working anymore, well think about it. Think about it seriously. Like, can you move to a new place and run your business from there? It's transformational. It has been for us.
1: Very cool. And if you guys want to know what episode to listen to next, and you're interested in what we said about Dave Asprey and the Bulletproof Diet, I had him on as a guest on episode 58. So go ahead and check that out. And I'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye.